Herzlich willkommen beim Ho-Podcast Musikalischer Dialog mit improvisierenden Jazzsängern von Jasmina Zack. Mein heutiger Gesprächspartner ist der Hamburger Jazzsänger Ken Norris. Wir tauschen uns zu Beginn nun aus über einen Auszug des oben als YouTube-Link eingebetteten Konzerts des Quintett John Paul unter der Leitung des Hamburger Saxophonisten Gabriel Koburger. Das Konzert fand im Rahmen des Jazz-Baltica-Festivals 2015 statt. Der Link dazu befindet sich direkt über diesem Podcast-Feld, also ganz oben auf der Seite. Und wir sprechen jetzt über den Ausschnitt von Minute 29, 47 Sekunden bis Minute 34, 22 Sekunden. Lieber Ken, wie typisch ist diese Art von Musik und Improvisation für dich? Well, I play with this band uh, nine or ten times in a year. Yeah, and we have um, a similar, uh, with Gabriel, uh, we have a similar uh, musical idea that we in, uh, develop with uh, a program of John Coltrane music as well. So I would say maybe 15 or 20 times in the year. Mm -hmm. Super. Und diese Art zu improvisieren, ähm, ist etwas, was du ausschließlich machst oder gibt es auch andere Arten und Weisen, wie du äh, umgehst mit Musik oder freierer Musik im Gesang? Well, I think um, it seems to me when I think about the other uh, ensembles that I'm, I'm lucky enough to perform with, that uh, the, when the, 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 the group of musicians changes and the program changes, then the way, the way I improvise or the way that I perform changes a lot as well. Mm -hmm. Welche Richtlinien oder Komponenten benutzt du denn hier direkt in der Kollektivimprovisation, wenn man das so nennen möchte, mit Gabriel am Saxophon? Also wie, wie ist dein Umgang mit Komponenten? Woran denkst du? Well, we've been performing basically the same repertoire for the last 10 or so years, perhaps more. So the themes are, are well known. And uh, I love Gabriel's writing. It's very inspiring and exciting, but because we know the pieces or we've been working with the same material so much, the idea has shifted away from performing the uh, melodic material, the way it's written to looking ahead to what comes, uh, what comes afterwards, what's coming in the moment, uh, what elements uh, of the, of the performance that are happening in the moment that are interesting and that can be used and worked with. Um, so we're kind of in a, the idea is an idea, I would say, of emergence. I don't know how to say that in German. An idea of emergence where we move through the thematic material and then look together for what's, what's happening. Okay, also sozusagen ein sehr äh, starkes äh, Verankertsein im Moment. Habe ich das richtig verstanden? Yes, absolutely. Okay, im Moment, was, was die Musik im Moment benötigt, da genau. seid ihr dann sehr. Genau. Ah, okay. Right. Wie ist denn das? Siehst du dich jetzt bei dieser Sequenz als Begleiter oder ähm, ist das ein, ein Kollektivding äh, oder wie, wie war da so die Rollenverteilung? Well, at the end of the of the sample, we heard the theme. Everybody's playing the theme. Before that, it was basically a solo with Gabriel, a Gabriel solo, saxophone solo. Gabriel prefers not to uh, not to work with the idea of comping in a traditional sense where he's uh, leading us forward, although he really is uh, in a way, but uh, he wants and, and looks for impulses and ideas and stimulation from everybody in the band. So it's a, it's a kind of a, a tutti in a way with Gabriel um, a little bit more in the spotlight, I would say. So we're all playing what, what we feel needs to be played in the moment or should be played or looking to see where it's going. But that was a solo of Gabriel. I think that's what we would imagine it to be if we were talking about the structure of the performance. Mm -hmm, super. Erinnerst du dich noch, wie du dich in dem Moment gefühlt hast und woran du da so gedacht hast? Well, it was, um, we were working with um, a guest drummer. So we had an, a new um, musician, a new spirit. Uh, in the band. So I was thinking a lot about what he was playing and uh, how 
his uh, input changes the the direction, uh, uh, musical direction and and sound and feeling of the piece. So I was very much uh, conscious of the fact that there was someone new in in the bands. Very exciting. At the same time, I know his um, his his habits and preferences much less than I know that of my other colleagues. Uh, so I was thinking very much, so what's going on bass and drum in the rhythm section, first of all. And second of all, I was thinking, my, my thought is, what can I give to Gabriel in this moment to, to keep him inspired and searching and, uh, and bringing his solo forth, you know? Okay, alles klar. Dann, dann war sozusagen dein Fokus auf uh, dem Drummer, richtig? Hab ich das? Well, I would say the rhythm section. Rhythm Section, okay, Rhythm Section und halt dann auf dem Solisten dann auch, was du ihm geben kannst, um ihn zu unterstützen. And I have to admit, it was Jazz Baltica, which is for me a very big stage and, mm -hmm. a, and a kind of a prestigious place. And so I was very conscious of the fact that there were many people listening and that there would be a recording too. And I couldn't get that out of my mind during the performance. Mm -hmm. Wie war da so der Rahmen? Also wer hat vor euch gespielt? Wer nach euch? War das alles mit Gesang oder... No, Improvisation. The, there wasn't uh, on that day. Um, uh, Michel Volney had played with his trio before us, and afterwards it was um, it was not Tilbrenner. It was uh, oh, I can't remember his name. The sax, the, the posonist, the trombonist with the red trombone, Swedish. Niels Landgren. Niels, it was Niels Lundgren mm -hmm. um, and, his, and his ensemble. He's also singing a little bit and doing some modera moderation, emceeing. So it was, a, it was really a very uh, diverse evening there at the Bible. Yeah. Wow, und wusstet ihr das schon vorher, wer, wer da spielt? I, of course, didn't. I mean, I, 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 saw okay. the I saw the program, but I didn't know exactly the right order. Okay. Gut, aber wie war denn, ähm, also im Hinblick darauf könnte man ja auch fragen, wie die Vorbereitung war, aber wenn ihr das nicht wusstet, rein, rein musikalisch, wie war die musikalische Vorbereitung für dich? For me, what I needed to do to, to feel comfortable for this, for this particular recording was to practice a lot with uh, the new rhythm section. Yeah, and so I paid a lot of attention when I was practicing, not so much to the themes and not so much to the changes, but to um, keeping my mind um, open and getting out of this, trying to get out of this self-reflective, you know, how do I sound? What am I doing? Does it make sense? Um, uh, am I cool? Trying, trying to keep these unnecessary thoughts from coming. So I spent a lot of time kind of doing some mental training for this particular concert. Yeah. Focusing on my body feeling, on relaxation, uh, focusing on um, on having access to the, the texts that I used in other parts of the performance. Um, and then a couple of days before the performance, focusing really on getting my body and uh, getting my body in shape. Yeah. Okay, also dass du im Moment sein kannst, yes. so direkt im Moment. Okay, stell dich uns doch mal bitte kurz vor, lieber Ken, weil ähm, ja, ich kenne dich natürlich aus dem Unterricht und Hamburger äh, Jazz-Liebhaber kennen dich auch und Studenten auch und auch international trittst du ja auf ähm, in der Schweiz, so viel ich weiß und auch äh, überall anders auf Schiffen und ja, so gut kann ich dich nicht vorstellen, wie du dich selber vorstellen kannst. Wer bist du? Was machst du? Wie war dein bisheriger Schaffensweg als Musiker? Erzähl uns doch mal bitte ein bisschen was. Okay, well, I started my love affair with, with music, with all sorts of music, began of course early, like from most, almost all musicians. And uh, when I was young, I, I did a lot of choir singing and studied piano when I was very young. I went on to study architecture as my first uh, course of academic study um, because I, I uh, thought that at, at Yale I would encounter some very, very inspiring uh, professors who, who could help me develop critical perspectives on art in general, and architecture and literature. 
And uh, I was that was a very wise idea because I went on to um, find a, a love for literature and language in English that that keeps me inspired today, keeps keeps my mind away. Then uh, when I finished uh, university, I moved to Paris and met a couple of really inspiring, amazing women who showed me so much about life and politics and jazz and yeah and music and yeah living so i can say that my transition to paris and the the chance encounters that i had there uh, are also a part of my life uh, parkour that uh, that i have to mention even though they're not academic or or, or work experience per se you know um I studied also in Paris, the American School of Modern Music, and with several private teachers in classic and uh, in jazz, and started performing with trios and quartets in France. Moved to Germany, then 11 years later, uh, where I met Gabriel Kohlberger, for example, and Mr. Peggy Brauner, and lots of musicians here who were so inspiring and so committed to what they were doing. And uh, that has started a learning process for me that is still ongoing. And uh, I'm lucky enough as a, a singer to, to be asked to participate in all sorts of different kinds of musical um, uh, performances. So from big bands, small ensembles, so improvisation projects. Um, and I'm teaching now, which is a great pleasure at uh, Music Hochschule, uh, the Music College in Hamburg. Yeah, for the last seven or eight years, and mm-hmm. and that's it. I I produce my own records for for choir, percussion, piano, and bass, and uh, yeah, I used to write a lot of music in all directions, and pop and rap, and all sorts of stuff. So that's a little bit about me, and I'm interested now in um, the gay, lesbian, transgender um, uh, community creating dialogue and healing in this community in Germany and in America. And, um, and that's it. Das ist ja schon eine Menge. Du hattest ganz am Anfang erwähnt, deine Studien in Architektur, darauf möchte ich gern zu sprechen kommen, ähm, beeinflussen die dich auch beim Improvisieren, also ein visuelles, äh, ja, sage ich mal, Herangehen an etwas, was im Moment entsteht? Well, there's the fundamental difference is that architecture is something that's really planned and constructed and in a way very static. So there's a there's a kind of a translation problem. If I go back into this realm of architecture and construction, then I get stuck because uh, architecture is, is usually considered, per definition, uh, stable and somewhat mute. Um, Or at least I consider it that way. So it's not the it's not the buildings and the materials that inspire me so much. It's the it's the uh, it's the diversity. It's the diversity. It's 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 the fantasy uh, in architecture. If you've ever been to Rome, you'll know exactly what I mean. Rome Rome is is a special place. Paris is a special place. Uh, Heiligendamm is a special place. The architecture um, is designed uh, for the climate. That's that's interesting to me. Architecture is designed for its surroundings. It's designed for its function. So I can sometimes get inspired by musing on the functionality of architecture and the forms that that arise. Especially church church architecture. My 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 concentration was uh, Gothic Gothic architecture. That was my interest. And I can, we can, that's a whole nother interview. <lacht> if, we go, if we go down that road, it's going to take a long time. Okay, okay. Aber so rein visuell, also dass du dir so Strukturen aufbaust, mit denen du dann äh, improvisierst, hast du no. keine Übertragung in dem Sinne? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Aber mit Literatur, much. mit Literatur ja schon. Mit Literatur, that's something completely different. Yes. Because mm-hmm. literature leaves so much to the, uh, uh, the imagination yeah. literature is is also 
the sum of liter literature that we have in the world is such a wonderful description of the complexity of of uh, of this life that we all live in. Um, literature, good literature, uh, questions our mainstream views. Good literature is the seamless use of language and the beauty of language and explores the differences between uh, uh, reality and, and the imagination. It's a bridge. It's a bridge for a lot of people. So literature is extremely inspiring and uh, not just the stories, but the, but, but the power of language. Yeah. So yeah, of course I read a lot. I use a lot of, uh, I, I quote a lot in my improvisations. I do something called the, the improvised vocalise where I'm just working with you know, paragraphs or poems some of my favorite authors and, and poets. And um, this is a good way for me to step into uh, the improvised moment because with text, a certain part of the work is already done because language has, it, it has flow, it has contour, syntax, it has uh, an explicit meaning. Uh, it leaves also a lot to uh, one's personal um, uh, way of speaking the ductus, I guess you would call the syntax, and it has shape, and words have shape and sound. So this is a really great pool. Language is a, is a wonderful pool of uh, information just waiting to be used. Yeah, wow. in a musical context. Um, hast du denn dazu auch konkret Übungen, wie man mit Sprache umgehen kann, wie man damit spielen kann? Well, it's again, it's 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 emergence. It's again the idea of emergence that uh, that language that language can be unlocked. Um, one of my favorite modern operas is called Improvement. It's by a, a linguist and composer named Robert Ashley, and he's uh, he he shares this idea that that language, that language, written language, spoken language. Is, is a way into the inner workings of culture. I ask my students to read a lot, out loud, to say mm -hmm. words, to find the accents, to discover um, the life of a sentence, discover the, the musical movement of a sentence, to discover and to cherish the sound and, uh, and to see what emerges for the, the young artist in terms of his or her own interpretation uh, of the language, both syntactically in a spoken sense and, uh, and, uh, and expressively in terms of what, what these words together seem to mean. Super, dazu werden wir mal eine Übung auch ähm, zusammenstellen. Hast du vielleicht Lust, da jetzt uns da mal spontan zu zeigen, wie dieser Umgang aussehen könnte? Let's, let's start with I love you. I love you. It's three words. I love you. It's a very short sentence but it contains movement and it contains everything so the f i would i would ask you to to think of someone perhaps you love or you don't love or think of nothing at all and say these words just say them so. ich ich sag's mal auf deutsch ne ja ich liebe dich okay i'm going to ask you to repeat those words and to to pay attention to what's happening in your stomach muscles and your stomach muscles and in the abdomen. Ich liebe dich. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you notice any tightness or any movement? Mm -hmm. Es geht ein bisschen rein mit den Muskeln mm -hmm. bei mir. Also so vier Zentimeter über, das, über dem Bauchnabel. Okay, okay, thank you. Let's, let's, see, let's, let's see what happens... Uh, when you uh, release the stomach muscles and let them hang as you continue, as you speak it again. Wonderful. Thank you. There are several things that happen uh, in these three times that you've, you've said this. For me, I hear a universe of difference, uh, of um, specificity. Hmm? You're, you're, um, if you noticed... Your accented word is Liebe, is love. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but in a different context, if you were explaining to someone in a different way, perhaps you would say, I love you. I love you. Ich liebe dich, ja. Oder wem, wem liebst du? Wer liebst du? Ich liebe dich. Yeah. So I try to, uh, I, I ask my students to discover the, the, the different ways of saying things that correspond to different situations uh, to begin to understand the complexity of language and the subtlety with which we use it. Yeah, the nuance in the language. And in so doing, discover the shape. And the shape then can be translated in many, many ways in musical terms. You know, as shape, di da da, uh, or di da da. Uh, it can be, um, uh, it can be, then we apply particular shablons to it. We stretch, we compress, uh, we repeat, we apply particular. And, and from there, we, we start to become aware of our musical preferences and syntactical, our syntactical universe. Dieses Schablonenkonzept, das habe ich bei dir schon öfter erfahren dürfen. Kannst du uns dazu auch noch mal was sagen? Also Schablonen, wofür genau? Jetzt haben wir das für Worte, für den Umgang mit Worten ähm, ja, gehört. Äh, du meintest gerade Stretch, Compress. Äh, kann man anwenden auf worauf eigentlich? Well, a Schablon, for people who are listening in English, a Schablon is kind of like a frame. A frame, a schablon is a is a is a frame that um, that uh, allows only a certain portion of a picture to be seen, uh, a field of concentration or a space of concentration. Um, schablons, uh, in a teaching context, an educational context, allow us to eliminate some areas of comparison or analysis and focus. Uh, our attention on specific ones. Uh, uh, Diese Schablonen können dann welche sein? Also stretch, the oh stretch. Goodness, the list is endless. You, you can, you okay, tell. okay. Let's let's let's. Uh, you tell me. You tell me to stretch. Mm -hmm. To compress. To, to compress. Mm -hmm. Also schneller, schneller sprechen. Mm -hmm. To accompany. Begleiten, okay. To, to go against, repulse, uh, wegdrucken. To push away, to paraphrase. To inspire could be a schablon. Let's look for the, for the inspiration in a particular phrase. Let's look for these schablons um, of... of uh, it's an informal set of... Uh, how can we say this in, in English? It's a formal set of parameters that we can use when making music. Und da kann man ja dann auch sehr kreativ sein und sich selber welche ausdenken dann auch. Well, in the sense that there are that there are not really uh, pre-developed uh, things to do. You know, it's it's not like singing licks. It's like using a, a concept that has no set definition and realizing it in the moment. And seeing what emerges again, this my favorite word of the, of the moment is emergence. Es ist ja auch irgendwie ein Arbeiten auf einer Metaebene. Ne? Also wir yes. können ja auch natürlich können wir bei den Basics auch äh, auf, uns auf die Basics orientieren, die da wären in meinen Augen zumindest äh, zunächst die Skalen zu kennen der Akkorde die gespielt werden, sowieso auch die Melodik des Stückes zu kennen, das Thema wirklich ähm, gefressen zu haben. Yes, yes. Well, these things are, these things we continue to work on throughout our career. You know, I'm talking specifically about what happens in the moment. Ja, ja, wir sprechen über eine andere Ebene. Yes, well, I, I'm, I'm suggesting that some things uh, are very hard intellectually or, or musically to work on actively in, a, in the particular moment. It's like either you got that melody or you don't. And the, the, the question is the degree, the degree of freedom that you have around what you already know or how to work with what you know, what emerges from the sum of things that you already technically and musically understand. That's where, that's the interesting thing. Hmm. Ich würde gerne ein zweites ähm, Musikbeispiel von dir mal hören. 
Und lass uns doch da mal direkt dann im Anschluss auch drüber sprechen. Ähm, wir haben hier Bright Waters und Kopfkrüppel im Angebot. <lacht> Welches würdest du gerne? Um, well, since we were just talking about text a few minutes ago and the spontaneous vocalese, let's do Bright Water. Mm -hmm, perfekt. Okay, dann viel Spaß. La 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 la
Wow. I love this band. I love this band. My goodness. Wer war das? Das müssen wir jetzt auch nochmal ähm, erwähnen. Das haben wir ja davor nicht gemacht. Das schreiben wir aber dann drunter. Das war Gabriel Koberger im Saxophon. Derek Scherzer, and that was his composition, Gabriel Koberger. So Derek Scherzer on the drums. Matthäus Winitzki on the uh, uh, keyboards. And Sven Kerschek on the electric bass. And me singing one of my favorite passages from uh, Walt Whitman, uh, an American naturalist poet. Okay, wir sprechen gerade über Text. Um, woher hast du diesen Text genommen? Wie war dein Umgang damit? Und warum gerade dieser Text und nicht ein anderer? The song, uh, Gabriel named the song Bright Water. Bright Waters. I said, Bright Water. This is, this is an interesting, beautiful image. And I thought, who can I turn to who writes beautiful language that maybe maybe has something to do with nature who could inspire me and of course i turned to one of the first people i turned to is walt whitman who is an american considered a naturalist poet he's interested in the the birth of what is america the birth of uh, what is america and uses language and poetry to explore themes of of humanity war self discovery Uh, emergence, <laughs> I come back to that word, the emergence of the Americas and the emergence of the American self. So I thought that's what I'm going to use. And I looked through and I found one of these passages, give me the silent splendid sun and the language is full of alliteration. Is that, can you say that in German? It's full of alliteration. Yeah, yeah. Silent splendid sun with all its beams full dazzling. Thought, now that's that sound, that's great sound, all of these S's and these. So not only was the language itself Uh, an incredible poetic journey uh, of, of, um, of, of expression of what this person uh, wants from life. But the sound of the language was also interesting. So I made those two, I put those in my focus in my, as my two parameters. And this is clearly a solo. This is not a, a, a collective improvisation. We, you hear the theme, then you hear the vocal solo, the saxophone solo, and then the theme at the end. Um, so it's a different kind of music making than in the first uh, audio example that we listened to, which is somewhat more collective. Um, and uh, so I use those words and I, I let those words lead me to a kind of declamatory vocal sound. What was happening in the moment, what I, where I wanted to go. I wanted to go lyrical and kind of over the top with a kind of a shouting, a shouting feeling. Dazu müssen wir jetzt nochmal auf jeden Fall ähm, etwas, etwas klarstellen, denn diesen Text hast du ja genommen und damit improvisiert. Genau, genau. Also das ist ja nicht, nicht aufgeschrieben oder ähm, irgendwie äh, komponiert, auskomponiert, sondern du hast einfach nur den Text als Grundlage gehabt. Right, the text, the chord changes, the spirit of the language and um, an idea of the self, of emergence. An idea. I work a lot with ideas. Yeah. Und ähm, beim Thema, da ist mir jetzt noch aufgefallen, dass du keine traditionelle Jazzsprache, also keinen Skatgesang oder was wir als äh, auf Englisch vielleicht als typical traditional Jazz Idiom äh, bezeichnen würden, benutzt hast, sondern etwas anderes. Also es ist da la 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 oder sowas. How do you say pastel? Not too many pure O's. How do you say a very, very analogous color palette? Um, that the idiomatic scat vocabulary is very uh, extreme on the, the, the both extremes of the of the vowel sound uh, continuum. You have lo and du and dot and dit and du and ba. And uh, I wanted something a little bit less specific. La 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 So it's going la 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 Etwas Weicheres sozusagen. Yes. Ja, schön. The, the emergence of a pure vowel happens in the solo. Give me, me, then the, the first E. So it, it emerges, but it's not really happening in... Uh, In the theme. Und ähm, die Komposition an sich, also das rein musikalisch oder das Gerüst, das ist von Gabriel, oder? Yes, that's right. Das Thema, also die, die, die Noten an sich, die sind ja auch von ihm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Und, und deine, dein, dein Umgang damit, dein, äh, sagen wir mal, Syllables, äh, wie, wie sage ich das auf Deutsch? 
ähm, also deine Übersetzung ins Sängerische. Good, well said. Ist äh, aus deiner Feder gewachsen dann? Yes. Mm -hmm. He doesn't write text or, you know, it's, it's, he, he thinks firstly instrumentally. So it's up to me to figure out what to do. Sometimes in some of his pieces he really dreams of text, but the pieces are so expressive that a lot of them are, are fine without. Or, or a kind of a suggested text, like la, 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 la. Yeah, it could it could be a language of some sort, but a very um, primitive one, one without too much definition. The definition comes later uh, in the solo. Mm -hmm. Super. Um, welche Hörtipps würdest du denn allgemein empfehlen? Also das switchen wir jetzt da so ein bisschen raus, auch gerne zu dem modernen, um, weil wir uns ja jetzt mit diesen Hörbeispielen von dir beziehungsweise mit Gabriels Ensemble, ähm, auch sehr im modernen Bereich, ich würde das noch als modern bezeichnen, bewegen. Ähm, ja, was würdest du empfehlen zum Hören, vor allem für angehende Jazzsinger, die gerne improvisieren wollen, auch in ihrem Leben nach dem Studium? <lacht> um, well, let's see. I want everybody in the world to listen to my favorite contemporary opera, which is called Improvement by Robert Ashley. It's unbelievable. It's from the 80s. I think that's really, really amazing. Um, I think, who do I get everybody listen, to listen to? At the moment, Kurt Elling. Oh, boy. Mm, what a, vocalise. What yeah. an amazing um, love of, of music and the jazz tradition. I think it's great to, to, to be open to really a lot, to, to be really open to a lot, to have more sound examples in your ears. So I push people towards uh, instrumental things. Egberto Gismonti, um, Pat Metheny, uh, but Joni Mitchell, and telling a story, wow, nobody tells it like Joni. Yeah, I think she's really, really important. Uh, Prince, telling a story and language wow, and dedication to music and ideas. Prince is really a master of ideas. He, he, every song takes a different musical or thematic. Uh, he doesn't stay in one particular kind of pop music. You know, it's, it's, it's everything. Everything is there. And, and especially these artists are completely dedicated to what they do, to making music. And they're not so, they're not so influenced by, Uh, trends, per se, Charles Mingus, wow. And then to have a real big dose of as much jazz tradition as a modern jazz quartet, as much as much as you can as much as you can hold. I went in Marsalis, Black Codes from the Underground. This is an important record for me. Wow, that's really important. Um, Travel the Travels CD from Pat Metheny. This two or three record set. It's really great. Um, Super. Zu Pat Matheny können wir ja auch noch mal was zu sagen. Der ähm, hat ja auch ganz viel mit Sängern oh gearbeitet. Oh my gosh. Und auch, auch als Sänger konstant in seinen Kombos mit dabei. Ne? This is wonderful. Now, this is, this is the Schablon Begleitung. Unterstützung. Uh, so accompaniment and support. Yeah, for the, for the, the, the harmonic, uh, for the harmonic uh, elements in the pieces. Um, it's a wonderful example of a very specific role or, or, or idea about how the voice can be used that Pat is working with. And the singers are incredible. Okay, but there are incredible singers in, in every country, in every, in every style. Ich würde tatsächlich gerne zum dritten Beispiel jetzt übergehen, das da heißt Kopfkrüppel. Äh, möchtest du uns vorweg noch was dazu sagen? Ja, uh, yeah. Kopfkrüppel is a, an amazing ballad from Gabriel Kohlberger. Very, very difficult for me to sing. It was a huge challenge. So, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give away the secret before you hear the example. Um, so, I chose the, I chose a very minimalist way of singing. I, I tried to, almost when you listen to the solo, I almost tried to erase, erase the voice from its place, its place of dominance. Uh, And to leave 
a space for the imagination. I don't know if I can explain it better than that. So enjoy.
ganz klangmalerisch. Oh, I love this. It's, this is one of the favorite records that I've had the privilege of participating in. Wow. Um, the melody. Just that phrase. Those phrases. Und dazu gab es dann Akkorde wahrscheinlich. Yeah, just those measures stay. So the chords, uh, the chords are the same throughout the whole piece. So the whole chord sequence repeats maybe six times or seven times, something like that. And the themes comes back at the end under Gabriel. Wie hast du dich denn darauf vorbereitet? Oh, well, you can probably hear it. I listened to a lot of Rufus Wainwright and I tried to get that incredible sound that he had. I couldn't, but... but um, I let myself be inspired by, by uh, I think I was in a period where I was listening to All Days Are Nights from Rufus Wainwright, where he's doing a couple of Shakespeare, Shakespeare sonnets and working his magic as he is wont to do. Uh, uh, I, tr I practiced a lot trying to sing the theme. It was very, very difficult. These intervals were really, really hard and getting up into head voice. At that particular time, I just wasn't so vocally very, very healthy. So I, I just couldn't do everything that I wanted to do. But I, I, a lot, I listened to that a lot. And I uh, also was in that Walt Whitman phase because we were recording this, um, uh, this thing. So I read a lot of Whitman at the time. And uh, I think if I remember at the time, I had also uh, been to Paris and had seen... Uh, um, no, I was in Cleveland. And actually, I went to the Cleveland Museum of Art. And I had seen a couple of Monet... Uh, we have a, we do have a couple of Monets in Cleveland and got inspired also by what this song reminds me of, which is water. Water. You know, I the whole record for me has a, a theme of water again. You know, and this is very blurry and yeah. Ich habe äh, auch gehört, dass du, ähm, naja, also das kann man ja so oder so hören, äh, Motive verrückt hast. Hast du das auch vorbereitet oder war das, war das intendiert oder war das einfach was, was der Moment benötigt hat, da nochmal eine Phrase zu wiederholen, ein Motiv zu nehmen und das einfach fließen zu lassen? Well, that's, that's something, that's also a kind of a Schablon or a, a parameter that we can focus on. So I just focused on one phrase. Um, Yeah, booty da, booty di da, do di ah. It's like I, I love you, I love you, I love you. It's three different, it's three different meanings in the same thing. It's mm -hmm. Aber what's, what's trotzdem auch noch mit unterschiedlichen Nuancen in der in Intention, mm -hmm. ne? Mm -hmm. Ja. Ah, yeah, sure. yeah, and those depend on where the, of course, where the phrase is in, in, in the context of all the phrases and what's going on harmonically underneath and what's happening um, with the band, of course, and whether you feel like trying to create some kind of tension or whether you're just looking to see what is going to happen. Um, eine letzte Frage habe ich noch. Das, das hat jetzt hier direkt mit dem Beispiel wahrscheinlich wenig zu tun. Aber du hattest mal im Unterricht ähm, eine Übung, die ich unbedingt hier noch vorstellen möchte. Oh, ja, 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 ja. Mit Nummern. The Number Game. Yeah. Genau, The Number Game. Kannst du uns das nochmal vorstellen? The idea or the inspiration for this game was, um, was listening to one of my dear friends and, and a musician, a wise musician, Aldrich Hansberry in Paris, listening to her play the drums and her phrasing and It's beautiful. I found myself counting. Uh, I found myself counting. So, there was a kind of a, 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 a number game implicit in, in her playing. So it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't melodic in the sense of there was more complexity and, and play in the way she put sounds together in groups. And uh, so I thought, wow, um, maybe if I make a random game with numbers, then I will begin to uh, have more, um, more in my muscle memory, uh, more combinations of numbers. So I printed out a sheet of maybe 200 different numbers from one to seven. 
So 1, 2, 3, 2, 6, 4, and just snapping, I started phrasing. But without any other kind of uh, Vorgaben or pre prerequisites or requirements, just to have fun. I'm really interested in playing and discovering, so emerging. So I, I ask my students to, to do this with me sometimes for fun, and uh, it's amazing how suddenly it becomes music without without the responsibility that we ascribe to music, or without the without the, the without the question: Am I swinging? Is it good? Without these judgments that that sometimes, uh, and it's completely original because you make up your own syntax. Ja, okay. Das heißt also, die, die, die Nummern, die Zahlen, also angenommen, ich hätte jetzt eine, eine 2, eine 5, eine 3 und eine 1, das muss ja nicht geordnet sein, ne? Also es geht so. Es geht so. Ein 2 kann, also ein 2 kann be bap bap, it can be bap, gat, be ba, dat. Okay, und die kann ich dann nehmen und die inspirieren mich dann im Moment, während eine feste Time läuft. Right. Ähm, Ah ja, die, die nehme ich dann einfach und gruppiere sie, wie ich fühle in dem Moment und dann exactly. spiele ich damit. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Und ist das nur auf einer rhythmischen Ebene oder kann man das auch ausweiten auf melodisch, rhythmisch? Ähm, it, it depends on how wide you want your, your window to be. Yeah, if, you, if you feel comfortable adding other elements of consideration to your exercise, to your game, that's really great. You can also leave it but, but, that, Got, got, there I've reduced everything to uh, staccato, uh, no pitch, um, um, and I can then expand that when I feel like I'm happy with the exercise, like something's emerging, then I can add color. Yeah. Um, I can then, if I'm feeling good, then I can add a horizontal element, so length, ba, gat, gu, 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 gat, gidu, gadat, gat, gu, 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 discover the, the pleasure of, of, vari of variations in note length and note height, and then at some point you begin integrating more and more and more elements in, and then your music, yeah, then, you're, then you're ready to meet the band. <laughs> That's it. Lieber Ken, um, vielen, vielen Dank für dieses super aufschlussreiche, detaillierte Gespräch. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for having me. Uh, ja, vielen Dank. Liebe Hörer, vielen Dank für das Interesse. Dies war ein musikalischer Dialog mit dem improvisierenden Jazzsänger Ken Norris. Ich bin Jasmina Zack und weiter unten finden sich diesem Podcast zugehörige PDF-Übungen. Viel Freude beim Ausprobieren. <lacht>